welcome to Working Better Together. Today we chat with Tom Hack, founder and director of the HR Trend Institute. Brilliant. Well, great to meet you, Tom. So I'm really excited to find out more about yourself and um, the HR Trend Institute. But just um, before we jump in, can you tell us maybe more about your background and how you got involved with uh, the HR Trend Institute? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, my, my professional career has always been in human resources. So uh, a long time ago, I started as a trainee in Philips Electronics and I, I moved my way up to several other positions. And in uh, uh, 2014, the last time I, I, you could say I was paid on the payroll, I was the global director of HR for Arcadis, which is a big engineering architectural company. Uh, then I, so in 2014, I founded the HR Trend Institute because uh, I, I wanted to be a little bit more at, at the front of innovation and, and, and change. And I thought, well, it, it, it's a good way to, to study it and, 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 and work, work that. So I transformed myself into, a, you could say, a, a trend watcher. So yeah. uh, uh, basically, I do three things very briefly. I do a lot of, you could say, writing and studying. So, okay, what, what's happening? I have to find out what's going on. I write about that. Secondly, I speak about it a lot on conferences, wherever they want me in the world. And thirdly, I work with HR teams, often an HR team. Let's say specifically HR teams of larger organizations. They go a couple of days on, on, on the, their offsite. They want something... Uh, inspirational and then uh, outside view as so yeah. someone looks and said HR trends or HR innovate they find me I hope eh? sometimes they do and then they invite me for yeah one hour sometimes I do a workshop whatever so so basically my the main thing what I do is try to inspire people mainly HR professionals that things can be yeah can be different can be done in a in, in, in different ways and tell me, I mean, this is actually quite an interesting question. I mean, you've obviously been in an HR career background, okay? and you've obviously well educated. And um, but where do you see the, I mean, the future of HR going from an educational point of view? I mean, can you still study um, HR in a sense as to where it's going? Uh, is there institutions out there that can train and equip you for the future of work? You know, from an HR perspective. I think so. Yeah. So I say, I still think HR is 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 a profession so it's, it's a, and it's a profession where 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 you 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 need you can learn a, a lot of things that are uh, uh, valuable also in the future yeah. for example the whole area of methodology eh? sound experiments sound methodology statistics uh, what works and does not work uh, analytics uh, and of course also uh, let's say more, uh, more soft skills uh, are also uh, useful. You can learn them in, in different ways, but especially uh, uh, what, what are practices that really have impact on the organization? And there you expect, I would say, HR professionals to have a good view on yeah the whole array of possible interventions and, and what is effective, what is not effective, and then how to build a good strategy out, out of all those possible interventions. So I think you can be educated uh, uh, and there's room for that, absolutely. I think the question I try to say is, is, can you be educated within your in your traditional institutions? You know, your universities or your, or no, your that's colleges. An issue. No, that, yeah. that, so but 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 that's that's a, that's a big subject. Eh? 
But yeah. that's not only for HR, that's also for other, uh, other subjects. And do the institutions teach people the right things? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And well, they are changing. I'm, I'm in contact with a lot of institutions, especially yeah. here in the Netherlands. Uh, universities, uh, uh, universities of applied technology, and they, and they are changing. Yeah. So they are realizing that something needs, but uh, a, a lot of what people learn today is old stuff. Yeah. And that, that, that's absolutely an issue. But now it's the transformation is more, don't learn people old stuff, yeah. but learn people how to deal with new stuff and how to learn stuff that's not already there. Yeah. And, and uh, learn people at least the basics in a good way. And, and you had, and you're 100% right. It's not just HR and self. You look at it across multiple disciplines. You know, we've got, um, uh, for instance, at High Five right now, we've got uh, quite yeah. a few new recruits coming in um, from an engineering background and they've done a comp sci degree. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, they've just been three years of their life just studying. And they realize as they start working, yeah. they've just wasted three years of their life, you know. Uh, where most of it mm. could be taught online or in yeah. an environment yeah. where people are learning and upskilling themselves. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, but, but I still think that, of course, when it's about knowledge, yeah, that, that, that has a, the, 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 that lives shortly, or how do you say it? The, 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 the life cycle is short. But when it comes to, if you look at lists, I don't have them here, but lists, what are kind of future-proof skills? Yeah. And there are certain elements you, you, you can learn. And that's, that, but that has, it has, has to do with communication, with, with making sense of complex situations, uh, understanding algorithms, those type of things. Yeah. Uh, I think it's useful to still to learn them at the, at the well, well, whatever. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, well, I mean, what I'm really keen to pick up is um, I, I really got caught up with reading your, your trends analysis for 2019, especially mm -hmm. your report, the, the, the 10 talent management trends for 2019. And, yeah. and the yeah. first one that stuck out to me, if, you, if, if it's yeah. okay with you, I'd love to like jump onto a few topics, but yeah, I, I think your first point was um, about renewing the talent management process, you know, about yeah. being more business orientated, more flexible and more personalized. Yeah. I'd love to just maybe touch base on that and just yeah. get some more feedback on, on what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, let's say, you, the, the, what is the traditional talent management process in many organizations? And, and that's, I, I won't go through it because already that will take a little too much time. Yeah. But it, it often starts with, okay, what is the definition of talent? What yeah. are we looking for? And, you, 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 uh, and often that's, not, that, that's already where it starts. That's often not fact-based, but opinion-based. Who do we think is talent? So it starts with the definition. Then they all, there's always generally a detection process, a slow detection process, and a little bit secret. Eh? So talent managers, HR goes around the organization and asks managers, who are your talent? Eh? And they put people on the list and uh, uh, they gather all the lists. And then they go to what, they, what is called in the profession, a calibration session. Yeah? Yeah. And in the calibration session, all the managers sit and so uh, here's the profile of Tom. Where is Tom in the nine grid? You know, you know the nine grid, uh, the, the potential and performance. And you want, of course, people with a high performance and a high potential today. And then people say, uh, if Tom is there, Julie uh, should be there as well. So there's calibration. At the end of the calibration session, the uh, there is a list of the talent pool. Uh, then there's a discussion what should be done with the, the talent themselves are generally not involved. Right? So it's all talking yeah. about people. 
And it's uh, all top-down, you're saying? It's all top-down. Yeah. It's the line of sight of the managers is very limited mm. because they, they, who do they see? Eh? That's the people, yeah, the obvious. So the list ends with the obvious candidate, often a not very diverse pool. And then generally no action is taken because this whole process often takes more or less a year. Then, it, then the full report has to discuss in the board with the supervisory board. And they say, well, is Tom really talented? Or do you have enough talent? Well, so it's, that's part, for a big part, it's window dressing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you could say it's a kind, so it's a good process to uh, avoid the real discussions. Because everybody likes to talk about the future and, and do we have talent for the future and blah, 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 the talent pool. It's not urgent. It's, it's a nice discussions. But the urgent issues of today are often not tackled. And people see that. And a typical urgent issue of today is there is someone in the management team who is not very good. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not poor, but average. Not very good. Not very stimulating. And blocking, in a sense, the career of other people well yeah some management uh, yeah let's not deal with that at the moment eh? uh, he's only there a year etc so avoiding the urgent issues so this process is slow the results are often not used so many organizations are also complaining now we have a possibility or an urgent opportunity hey where are the candidates well, and then, yeah, well, you know, the system is not up to date. There has been no uh, dialogue with the candidates. So they approach Tom and say, hey, Tom, do you want to go to Singapore? And they say, well, you know, no, not at all. Eh? Yeah. My wife is working and I have my family here. And <laughs> so, so the, the, it doesn't lead to the right solutions. So, so that is the starting point. This process is too slow and ineffective as well. So, in other words, what you say—I mean, it, what it comes down to—is just really, really slow. I mean, what, what are your thoughts with how to speed this up? I mean, you know, well, there's different ways to do that. So, so first is make it more, you could say, evidence-based. So yeah. If you talk about hey, what are the what are the characteristics of the top performers today, hopefully a little bit future-proof. That's more fact-based instead of opinion-based. So uh, spend, and then and the analytics can be, and if you have the analytics, you can do a lot of things faster. Yeah. One, and you can also make, the, the question is, eh, the, the traditional process is very much, you could, in a sense, database-oriented. Yeah. First, we have to make a database with all the talent in it. Yeah, exactly. And then we can access the database. Yeah. Well, that is not in, in, in areas outside talent management, that's old fashioned ways of where you don't need to build a database. Yeah. If your search capabilities are strong enough and quick enough, you can access whatever. We are looking for these type of candidates. Machine, where are they? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's possible today. So use analytics. Secondly, use technology especially in the, you could say, the sourcing mechanisms. Yeah. Uh, if you say, this is the type of people we are looking for, even if you say, we want more Toms, this is the profile of Tom. Okay, you put the profile of Tom in the machine, you say, where are people who are similar to Tom? 70%, 80%, 90%, and, and you get them on the table. Mm. Um, so, analytics, use technology, but also make the processes more transparent. 
uh, because there are a lot of candidates maybe you cannot even detect or that are inconspicuous or that that are, are totally in areas where you would not expect them but if you have an open process and say hey we have a great opportunity here who wants to apply well then then you get candidates uh, uh, so it becomes yeah it becomes a situation where 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 the candidates present themselves many organizations are very hesitant about that yeah, and then you're 100% right. I think what we've seen is that organizations are very quick to uh, spend money on ERP or sales mm -hmm. uh, uh, systems to measure the analytics on that, on that data. But then when it comes to people, it's the last thing they think about. Uh, and the detriment there is that people are probably the biggest asset to the organizations, but they're too slow or they're too scared to take the up on that. You know? um, I mean, why do you think yeah, it's it's getting there. It's getting yeah, there, but, but um, it's still seeing it a lot more slower than it should be. You know, and uh, no, uh, what do you? Why? Um, one of my uh, one one thing that stuck out stood out to me in your in your trends report was that you mentioned that development is a service. You know, you you, you mentioned the story of like a, mm -hmm. like a football with a football team. You know, with some of the top players like they hire like your tactical analyst you know, yeah. that helps them with their development um, tell me more about that and how the how you see the the gathering yeah. the data and and optimizing the players in the, in the match this is a very important element often uh, the, the, the interests of the individuals and the organization are generally not totally aligned yeah yeah and that's that's not you, you should be open about it you should not do as if you we that's totally aligned because it's not and uh, and there that already causes a level of trust which is often not high enough eh? so if you are my boss and you're talking to me well my guess is you your number one priority is the organizational objectives yes Mm. And second, and, and not my, you say, oh, Tom, I want you to develop it. But, but basically, you're there for the organization. And that's, exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. So do I want to open up to you totally? Do I? And are you the best person to coach me? Because often that's also a problem because you are my manager. But are you a good coach? Generally, not. Eh? So you give me some superficial feedback mainly from the objective tom has to have feedback but i want to keep him at least one more year in this project so how do i do that and in the the the, the football and analogy is and also there the interests are not aligned the, the football club they want to use the striker or the, the goalkeeper or whoever yeah to become champion this year yeah with their team yeah, yeah? the football players say well I'm, this is i'm in this club now but i want to develop further uh, beyond the scope of this uh, this club, so I want someone there to help me, and I pay that person. And, and of course, in football, that's generally not an issue. So that other people have some have money. So I, but I, let's you. I hire. I'm a football player. I hire you to analyze me, to to gather my data, to look at my games, and then give me feedback. Hey, Tom, I saw you playing. We've analyzed what. what here are areas you can improve. Da -da -da -da. Mm. You are there for me. And yeah. the data is my data, not your data. So that's data. It's also an, an issue of data ownership because organizations are gathering a lot of data around people. Yeah. But if you leave the organization, can you then uh, uh, take all your data on a stick? Well, most of the time not. Yeah? Yeah. So 
this is or in smaller organizations maybe i don't know how big your organization is but you see, i see that appearing in smaller organizations eh? a, 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 a client or an organization i'm working with is, is, is a software development company 100, 100 people 120 people they have you, as many companies self-managed teams so they're working in teams of 15 20 people they don't have real hr they have some recruitment and, and things but they don't have real hr but they have two roles in their teams one role you could say is the agile coach eh? but that's more the person who says are we sticking to the agile rules are we following yeah. the handbook yeah uh, so that's often those people come more from it generally they don't come from uh, from hr and there is a need for some personal coaching yes in those organizations you see the personal coaches often coming from outside the organization as i described so they hire personal coaches say you are there you talk to the people in the team but you are there for them yeah yes. so they talk to the people say hey are you developing are you happy in this team uh, what do you want to learn are you learning enough but not reporting back to the organization they are there for the individual so there it's already appearing yeah i, I see what you mean if you if organizations are focused on growing their people and their talent you know the business will um, will grow itself but you know if, mm -hmm. it is a, if the company just wants to keep growing for itself and not focus on the people you're going to get a flip-flop on the organization so it almost like goes inward so uh, and people and organizations say it because all the organizations say as you say uh, human resources or people are our most important asset you can develop here etc but people are not fools eh? so yeah. it's better maybe to have a more transactional relation in a, in a sense okay i'm here what am i going to do for you how am i going to contribute to the organization the developmental part can be a little bit separate of course i appreciate your feedback absolutely eh? yeah. uh, but i gather feedback from multiple sources and then i want someone who, who can help me to make sense of the feedback to, to, to develop that into manageable and, and next steps etc and, and I, that doesn't have to be you yeah exactly oh that's brilliant yeah. um so yeah i mean i know we have thanks a lot for your time we've uh, we've already gone on for quite a bit quite a bit of time now so i just want to wrap up with a few just uh final questions tell me how yeah. do you spend your day on average you know what's your, your what's your working routine yeah so uh no one day is the same for me so that's yeah. fortunate but you could say i have two type of days one one day is i'm uh, working uh, in, in my office eh? And yeah. all the days I'm traveling and, and performing and, and, and giving keynotes, etc. So th those days are totally different. Yeah. On a normal day here, eh, uh, well, it's, it's a, a rather uh, uh, boring in a sense. I, I wake up, I do meditation. Generally, I run for 10 or 15K. And then I, uh, uh, yeah, I forget, all, of course, all the eating and things like that. But uh, then I, I, I do a lot of study. Eh? So oh. I write and study. Because, and, and, and so that's for me the main part of my and connecting to people eh? yeah uh, because I have a lot of, of these type of conversations also with innovators so people come to me and say hey we have something fantastic uh, can we talk about it yeah so, and I, I, I'm in a sense and that's my work I'm looking for stories oh brilliant yeah, yeah I'm looking for nice stories I can tell and say hey now I've heard something what are they doing there yeah, yeah. that's cool and I can give the example, not theoretical, but give the example. So that, that's my normal day. 
and then uh, uh, yeah. and any, anything you're reading re recently um, that uh, that's that's standing out for you the, the most of my reading is done uh, uh, online so wow. I'm, I'm active in in, in the communities um, I'm, in, in a sense there's two valuable sources for me one is LinkedIn so I get a lot of info via LinkedIn yeah. and the people in my communities uh, secondly it's it's Twitter uh, because uh, there's a constant flow of, of, of information via Twitter. Uh, and certainly, uh, it's, 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 it's a Flipboard. I don't know whether you know Flipboard. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, yeah but there's magazines in Flipboard. And, uh, so, so there's many curators I'm following, excellent curators. There yeah. are people like David Green and the HR curator. Those are people who are, yeah. So most of my reading is online. Uh, uh, I sometimes read books, uh, but with less than... Uh, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I yeah one book, uh, two books are here. I'm currently reading. One is it's an old, little bit older book, but that's a book I, I, I like a lot. That's Factfulness. I, I, I'm sure you know it's Hans Rosling. Yeah, uh, it's on my list. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the, I like those type of books where they kind of uh, 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 yeah, how do you say it in good English? Debunk myths. Yes. Uh, the second book is here, but it's a Dutch book, but I, I, you, you're African. But uh, it, the, the English title is The Best Sold Book Ever. And it's, oh. about, it's about data and how to, yeah, how to work with data and line with data, etc. So. I mean, before we wrap up, I, I know you made an interesting statement. I'm keen to just jump on that for a little bit. You know, with, the, with where, where the future of work's going, and uh, you know, you mentioned that a lot of organizations want to measure this data. You know, and I always have to remind organizations as they use High Five and, and they get that continuous people data with culture and recognition is that it's great to ask for the data, but you know, I feel like with great data comes great responsibility, you know, first and foremost to feed back to the, the employees and the organization and then also to ensure that the people are using the data and then they follow through on that. You know? How do you feel about, you know, if employees should actually have ownership on, of that data in the future, and how could they go about that? No, so I think that's a very important element because, uh, again, it is with with people analytics as with uh, 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 talent management, and often the approach is top down. Yeah. So the starting questions are often: we want to reduce turnover, we want to increase productivity. We want to X, Y, Z. So it's an organizational question. Then the measurement starts and, and they do or don't do things. The question, what is in it for me? What is in it for the employee? Is often not well asked. So, yeah. so that shift is, is ongoing, but not, to be honest, not fast enough. It's often yeah. the first organization, people second. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's, there's room, so there's room for uh, solution. Like I'm gather, I'm I'm a runner. I like to be healthy, so I'm gathering a lot of of data on my machine. Yeah. yeah? Uh, with with solutions, yeah, I use yeah? Strava or or Ranky. Yeah, Auto sleep. Uh, I I use the the Apple running app. Uh, uh, auto sleep to, to track my sleep, a life sum to track what I'm eating. So all kinds of, of uh, but that's my data. It's your data. Yeah? Exactly. But it's my purse. And, and those type of solutions uh, in the work life, well, they, I, I don't know many of them. Uh, 
yeah. where you say, well, it's my data. And then, of course, I can do something with the data or the organization can do something with the data, but it's not most of the data today is in the bigger systems yeah. gathered in, in uh, uh, whatever the work there is in the oracles and the SAPs, uh, what have you. Uh, but, but so I like to say, well, because if I, in this case, I know what's in it for me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in control of my data. I'm gathering yeah. the data, uh, and I'm very open for uh, help and suggestions and things like that. So I think there's room. Yeah. yeah? Mm. Uh, and I think people will be. Yeah. The the question is: Will people take it? Will people uh, say, "Well, we don't take it anymore. You're gathering yeah. my data, but I don't like it what you're doing." And what exactly. are you and you're asking me the whole day, but I, I don't know your solution very well. Eh? But if you ask me the whole day, are, Tom, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing with that? Are you using it against me or are you? Uh... So, so it's a very interesting domain. If the level of trust is high, it's less of an issue. But I think that is generally overestimated. I wish yeah. everybody trusts each other, but the level of trust in organization is not so bad. But 40 to 50% of the people, if you ask them, do you trust your employer to do the right thing? They say, well, maybe not. Yeah, and that's a yeah. very bad ratio. Yeah, it's yeah. worse for government and media. Huh? Yeah. Do you expect your, <laughs> your government to do the right thing? It's lower, so, yeah, yeah. so uh, it's all relative. But, uh, and, and, but and you know what the sad thing is? I mean, Kim Scott nails us on the head. Do you know Kim Scott? She wrote the book Radical Candle. No, no. Uh, she, she sums up, you know, what employees of the future want. And, yeah. and she says, you know, the purpose of recognition is to help others know what to keep doing more of. And the purpose of feedback is to help others know what to uh, keep um, focusing on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what, what employers don't realize is that employees and, and staff Mm -hmm. actually want this ongoing feedback they want to get better Absolutely. you know yeah. um but the, the problem is there's that distrust you know with the data and how much they give so yeah there's an ongoing debate um, we've actually Absolutely. got with our we know with our product team in the future of where our five is going you know we, we're getting all this data and obviously the organization's holding it right now but we're looking at how can we put this in the employee's hands to keep for the but future. It's back to development as a service in a sense, because if there are independent providers, maybe like yeah. yourself, well, we gather the data yeah. and you can subscribe to our services and, and they are employer independent, eh? uh, then there are possibilities. Yeah, exactly. That's brilliant. Yeah, but in the end, uh, the, 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 it's who pays. Eh? So uh, the, the, one question, of course, is uh, do consumers or employers uh, do they want to pay for these type of things? And generally speaking, today the employers are paying, so they can determine what's going on and what's uh, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. That's brilliant. Well, we've run out of time. I think we definitely have to do a part two in the future. So, All right. <laughs> thanks a lot for for uh, touching base and reaching out. Tell me, how can the audience reach out to you in the future? What's the best way to get hold of you? Well, I'm, if you type in Tom Hack in Google, there are several ways you can find. It's my website, uh, Twitter, uh, whatever you like. Uh, my emails uh, are around as well. So. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, okay. Yeah good source as well so linkedin really. and twitter hey? yeah. yeah 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 brilliant okay cool okay. well thanks a lot for for your time we really appreciate it. give us a high five nice to meet you take care Woo. cheers, Bye. cheers. Bye. <laughs>